Hello everyone, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Instinct. If you're new here, hi, my name is Savannah and I'm your host of Killer Instinct. Before we get started, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button, that way you never miss an episode. We post weekly on the podcast every Wednesday across all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. So make sure you subscribe because you are not going to want to miss it. Now, as you guys can tell by the title of today's episode, today we are discussing the case of Ashley Wadsworth. Now, this case is actually one that just had its one year anniversary. The anniversary of this case was on February 1st. It is currently February 3rd when I am filming this. So we just passed it two days ago. And this is a case that some of you may be familiar with. It's a case that when it occurred, spread like wildfire all throughout the media, all throughout the public. And a lot of you for the past year have been requesting this case in particular. All in all, this case is an absolute tragedy. It is a heartbreaking case. It is a case of betrayal. And when we get to the end of it, I think that there is a real lesson to be learned from this case, which is why I feel like it is very important to continue to talk about this case and to continue to spread Ashley's story. So with that being said, let's jump right on into it today. Ashley Wadsworth was born on July 25th of 2002 to her parents, Kenneth and Christy. Growing up, Ashley was very close with her older sister, and she was born and raised in Vernon, British Columbia in Canada. Ashley graduated from W.L. Seton Secondary School, which is a high school located in Vernon. And after graduating high school, she decided to take a gap year to really figure out what she wanted to do next. Now, something about Ashley is she absolutely loved spending time with her friends and family, and you would often find her participating in pretty much any outdoor activity, whether that was skiing or tennis or swimming. She was incredibly athletic and loved being in nature. And after graduating high school, Ashley really focused heavily on religion. She actually got baptized into the Mormon church in April of 2021. And this was something that was incredibly, incredibly important for Ashley. And once she got baptized, she really found a sense of community. She felt a sense of belonging and she created many close friendships from that church. Now, according to Ashley's mom, she described Ashley as being a ball of energy. She was a spitfire. She was adventurous and she was the backbone of their family. That's honestly what every single family member of Ashley said. They just described her as being the backbone. She was the rock. She was the person that really grounded their entire family. Now, in order to understand this case, we got to go back a little bit because this case really starts when Ashley was 12 years old. And at the age of 12, she ended up meeting a boy online who was 15 years old. So he was a little over three years older than her. And this boy's name is Jack Seppel. Now, Jack and Ashley met through a mutual friend who connected them through Facebook, and through there, the two of them just started chatting, and Ashley and Jack immediately hit it off with each other. Ashley, like I said, was living in Canada at the time, and Jack was living in Essex in the UK. 
So they were nowhere near each other geographically. However, they continued communication for years. And it's important to remember, you know, Ashley's 12, Jack is 15. At first, this started off as nothing more than just being innocent pen pals. However, over time, the two of them actually began to form more of a substantial friendship and relationship. As time went on and the two of them got older, they obviously both had their own individual experiences with dating other people and seeing other people. So during those times, the two of them wouldn't really communicate as frequently or as often. However, when those other relationships fizzled out, Jack and Ashley would always find their way back to each other. And according to Ashley's mom, she said that at least for Ashley, no one compared to Jack. She would go on other dates, she would have other boyfriends, but Jack was always the one that she compared them all to, and none of them could compete with Jack in her eyes. Now again, this went on for years and started when Ashley was very, fairly young, and so her mom and older sister were both familiar with the fact that Ashley was talking to Jack. Ashley would constantly FaceTime Jack whenever she got the chance, and it would oftentimes just, you know, be in the living room of their home, and so you have other family members walking through the FaceTime that Jack would chit-chat with a little bit over the phone, and so Ashley felt comfortable, as well as so did her mom and sister over the fact that they were able to at least connect with Jack a little bit. Now, I mentioned earlier that Ashley was very adventurous. She was a spitfire. And when she set her mind to something, she was going to do it. And so when Ashley was 19 years old, she decided that she was going to go to the UK to visit Jack. Ashley was already taking a gap year at the time, so she really didn't have any other obligation that was holding her back, and so conversation began between Jack and Ashley that the two of them were finally going to meet, and Ashley decided to move forward and apply and received a six-month tourist visa. That way, she would be able to go and spend some time, some real quality time, with Jack in the UK. The plan was for her to get there in November and she would stay there until around February. This was also going to be a birthday present for Jack because his birthday was falling around the same dates that Ashley was going to get there. And so the two of them were just very, very excited that after years of buildup in anticipation, they were finally going to meet each other. However, Ashley's family did not share that same type of enthusiasm. They weren't thrilled over the fact that their daughter was going to fly to London to meet a boy that, you know, they've talked to here and there, but they didn't know this guy. They never met him. And so they weren't thrilled that Ashley was flying to a different country to go and meet this guy. However, Ashley was an adult and she was going to make her own decisions and Ashley's mom knew that when Ashley set her mind to something, not much was going to change her mind, especially when it comes to something like meeting Jack for the first time. 
According to Christy, Ashley's mom, she said that she thought that the worst that was going to happen was that the two of them weren't going to work out and then Ashley would ultimately just come home, which was more so what she was expecting to happen. At this time, Ashley was 19 years old and Jack was 23. So the two were still fairly young. This was going to be their first time meeting. Christy wasn't necessarily expecting for Ashley to go over there and, you know, have a shotgun wedding. That wasn't the expectation here. So her family did support her, and on November 12th of 2021, Ashley changed her profile location on Facebook, showing that she had moved to Essex. Now, according to one of Ashley's closest friends named Tiana, she said that when Ashley went to the UK, she was constantly sending her friends videos and photos of Jack with the two of them together, and she seemed to be incredibly happy. She was even talking to Tiana about how she wanted Jack to eventually come and meet her family in the UK. So it was clear to her friends that Ashley was focusing on a future with Jack. She did see that with him. There's a bunch of pictures up on Ashley's Facebook, actually, of their first few weeks in London. They spent their days sightseeing and going out to eat and spending time with Jack's family. They were really making the most of their experience, and Ashley was really, really enjoying her time in the UK. She was staying with Jack at his one-bedroom home that he was living in, and she also joined the Mormon church in Essex and she really enjoyed that and felt like it was a good sense of community there and that was something that was really really important for her because she wanted a sense of community while she was visiting Jack. She wanted her own separate place, her own separate group of people that she felt like she belonged in while she was away from home and so when she found that, that was a great deal of comfort for her. So on the outside, Everything looked great. Her friends thought she was having a great time. Her family thought she was having a great time. Everything was seemingly going perfect until it wasn't. Do you ever fantasize about who you'd be if you lived somewhere different? Maybe you'd surf if you lived by the beach. Or maybe if you lived in the city, you would live above a coffee shop and finally be able to write that novel you've always dreamed of. Or if you had a dishwasher, maybe you'd actually be able to start cooking and make a proper dinner at home. With over 1 million available units for rent on Apartments.com, the you abilities are endless. Apartments.com lets you narrow down exactly what you want and when you want it. And with their instant alert, you'll never miss out on seeing what could be your new perfect place. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place to live, whether that's an apartment, a townhome, or even a house, and they can help you find exactly what it is that you're looking for. Visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Things started to get very worrisome, especially for Ashley's sister, Haley. She began to really be concerned about Ashley and her well-being after several FaceTime calls with Ashley, where Jack was seemingly very physically abusive. Several weeks before Ashley's death, Haley had FaceTimed her sister, and when Ashley answered the phone, Haley could tell that there was broken glass all over the floor. Ashley had confided in her sister and told her that Jack had walked up and hit her over the head with a glass and it shattered 
all across the floor and Jack had told Ashley to clean it up. Ashley really didn't give any other explanation. She didn't say what the cause of this was and she immediately hung up the phone with her sister. Fast forward until about a week before Ashley's death, Haley had FaceTimed Ashley again, and this time her and Jack were having another argument where Jack was just throwing random objects at Ashley. And ultimately again, Ashley hung up the phone on her sister. Then on the day that Ashley was murdered on February 1st of 2021, Ashley called her sister again. And this time her and Jack were in another argument. Now, this was the first time that Haley had seen the arguing escalate to a whole new level for her own eyes. As she was on the phone with Ashley, she overheard her and Jack arguing before Jack ultimately lunged at Ashley, which caused Ashley to drop her phone. However, the way that the phone dropped, the camera was still facing towards the couch, which is where Ashley was sitting. So Haley was able to watch as her sister was on the couch and Jack walked over to her and began punching her in the head. And ultimately, Jack broke Ashley's phone during that encounter. Now, like I said, that was the morning of February 1st, and if we backtrack a couple hours before that in the very early morning hours of February 1st at around 3.30 a.m., Ashley had sent a text to that friend of hers named Tiana from back home and told Tiana that she was very upset and she wanted to come home. Now, she didn't tell her what exactly was wrong, but asked Tiana to reach out to one of the members of the church and have that church member contact Ashley. Now, because that text was sent so early in the morning, Tiana did not get that text until she woke up and she did text Ashley back, but got no response. At that time, she did reach out to the church member. However, again, no one got any response from Ashley. Then very shortly after that, at around 8 a.m. on the 1st of February, there was a neighbor of Jack's who overheard a woman screaming from inside of Jack's home. The woman ultimately went over to Jack's door and knocked on the door to see what was going on, and that is when Ashley opened the door. And according to this neighbor, Ashley was incredibly frantic and told the neighbor that Jack had been beating her and that she was afraid that he was going to kill her. Ashley also confided in the neighbor and told her that Jack had thrown their small kitten named Winston against the wall. Now, there are some conflicting reports on what caused this argument to begin with. The main consensus was that it was due to the fact that Ashley had expressed to Jack and was also expressing to her friends that she wanted to leave. She wanted to go back to Canada. She didn't want to stay with Jack anymore. She wanted to go home. Now, I did see several other reports stating that the reason for this fight was more so because Ashley was looking at pictures of other people online and Jack accused her of cheating. However, again, the main general consensus of this has been that it was due to the fact that Ashley told him that she wanted to go home. I just thought it was important to include that other one too. Not that it matters on any standpoint, but just for the fact that there are those reports out there and that could have been the cause of it as well. 
Again, not that it matters in the grand scheme of things, but just to report to you the facts. Now, this neighbor decided that the best thing to do when talking to Jack and Ashley, because this neighbor noticed that Jack was very calm, so she decided that the best thing to do was to split them up and talk to them one-on-one. She spoke to Ashley, and Ashley told the neighbor that Jack had been beating her up and that she didn't know what to do and that she was scared. Now, again, Ashley's phone is broken by this point, so Ashley asked this neighbor to borrow her phone so she could call her sister. Haley, which she ultimately ended up doing. When Ashley got on the phone with Haley, she told her that Jack had broken her phone and that he was physically abusing her, beating her up, and she was afraid for her life. She thought that he was going to kill her. That is when Haley told her sister that she was coming to get her. She booked a flight for two days later, so on February 3rd, she was going to go and get Ashley. That was the plan. And then the phone call ended. After Ashley spoke with her sister, the neighbor then spoke with Jack, who explained that things just got out of control and that he was sorry that it ever had to come to this point. And the neighbor made Ashley and Jack sit down next to each other and have Jack apologize to Ashley. And once Jack did that, the neighbor ultimately had to leave. She had an appointment she had to go to that day. So she ended up leaving. Now, before Ashley's phone broke, she did one other thing that morning, and that was is that she texted two of the friends that she had met in the Mormon church in the UK. She texted two of these friends saying that it was an emergency, she needed help, she needed them to come and get her. Now, her friends didn't end up responding to this text for a few hours, and by the time they went to respond to it, they had already gotten another text from Ashley saying, not to worry, everything was settled, they didn't need to come to the house. However, what the friends didn't know at that time was that that was not Ashley responding to the text, that was Jack. Now, several hours later, when these friends received these texts, they ended up going over to the house anyways, just to make sure everything was fine. When they went over to the house, they started knocking on the door and were getting no response. However, they could hear Jack from inside of the house. So they knew he was in there. They knew that he purposely wasn't opening the door and they couldn't hear Ashley inside. So they decided the best thing to do in that moment is to call the police, which is exactly what they did. And several minutes later, authorities ended up showing up to Jack's door. Police began knocking on the door and when they received no answer, that is when they ultimately forced their way into the house, which is where they found Jack sitting on his bed in his bedroom next to Ashley's lifeless body. When police got into the room, Jack had blood all over himself, and it was clear that Ashley had been brutally attacked. Once police walked into the room, Jack calmly looked at them and told him that he was sorry and that he strangled and stabbed Ashley. After an autopsy was performed, it was revealed that Ashley suffered from over 90 stab wounds all over her body, primarily on her chest and neck area, inflicting her heart, lungs, liver, and stomach, and she also had bruising on her neck that was consistent of strangulation. The murder weapon, which was a knife, 
was found behind a radiator in one of the rooms of the house. Now, Jack was obviously immediately placed under arrest and taken into custody. Now, you can only imagine the heartbreak and horror that Ashley's family felt when they were informed of the news. Police arrived at Haley's home to break the news to her in person, and when they did, Haley immediately let out a scream and fell to her knees. Haley was supposed to be there in two days to bring Ashley home. However, by that point, it was too late. Now, not only was the devastating and tragic news of Ashley a complete and utter shock to her family, but the more information that began to come out about this entire, entire situation, the more shocked they truly were. And that included who the man that Ashley was dating truly was. After Jack had been arrested, there were multiple women who came forward to speak on Jack's behavior, one of which was his ex-girlfriend. Jack's ex-girlfriend told police that after attempting to break up with Jack, he had put his hands around her throat and attempted to strangle her. And that was not the first time Jack had done something like that. He had a long history of harassment and domestic violence and restraining orders filed against him by multiple people. And one of those restraining orders was actually filed by Jack's own mother. In 2014, Jack's mother filed a restraining order against him after she claimed he dragged her across the kitchen floor during an argument that they had gotten into. In total, Jack had eight domestic violence convictions for 12 different offenses. Now, it is unclear how much Ashley actually knew about Jack's past. However, it is presumed that she did not know about any of this. And if she did know, she certainly didn't make it clear to anyone who knew her, not her friends, not her family. She did not tell anyone. So it is presumed that she really didn't know about any of this because everyone who knew Ashley said that had she known, she would have never continued a relationship with him, which is why Ashley's family felt like this was such a complete slap in the face when they learned all of this information. They said countless times that they would have never let Ashley go had they known about Jack's prior convictions and his domestic violence history. Now, something else that Ashley's family learned after the police had recovered Jack's cell phone was that he had actually made a confession on his phone right after the killings. He took a video on his phone of himself sitting next to Ashley's lifeless body, confessing to what he had just done. Not only that, Jack even FaceTimed his sister Nadia after he had killed Ashley to show her the body over FaceTime. Now, there was no grand jury trial for this. However, there was a provisional trial that happened on September 5th of 2022. So just really a couple months ago. And in October of 2022, Jack was sentenced to 23 years to life in prison. At this sentencing, Ashley's mom spoke saying, quote, Ashley's love for Jack ultimately cost her her life. 
Ashley is my baby and the trauma of her murder has had a profound impact on my life. I am constantly on edge and in fear. I only sleep an hour or two at night because of the nightmare of her last moments is all I can think about. My life and those of my family will never be the same. This is a nightmare that thanks to you, Jack, we will never wake up from, end quote. So that was part of the letter that Christy read to Jack during the sentencing. However, since being imprisoned, Jack has surprisingly also wrote his own letter to Ashley's family. The letter says, quote, to Ashley's family, especially Christy and her sister Haley, who I know have and will always be deeply affected by Ashley's death. I know that no matter what I wrote to you, there is nothing I can say that can bring Ashley back nor make your pain go away. I'm very sorry for what I did and I regret my actions that led to taking Ashley's life. You have known of my mental health as I was open to Ashley about this and how it affected my thinking and while other people may not believe me, My mental health has deteriorated rapidly, and it's no excuse, but I know my intrusive thoughts have a big effect on my thinking and actions. I just wanted to tell you, I'm truly sorry. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I first read that note, it almost seems like he's passively aggressively saying, well, you knew I was in like a bad mental spot, so this really shouldn't surprise you, or it really shouldn't come as such a shock because you knew about my deteriorating mental state. I don't know. Maybe that's just how I read it. It just doesn't sit very right with me. I don't think there's ever a note that would sit right in this context, but for him to say, you know, you knew about my deteriorating mental state, which also, you know, plays into the question of how much Ashley knew and didn't know. But again, the presumption is that Ashley was not aware. She could have been aware of his, you know, deteriorating mental state or that he was struggling with his mental health. However, that versus having eight domestic violence convictions and a restraining order that your mom put out against you are two different things. Now, since Ashley's passing, her sister Haley has really been very resilient and she's been headstrong on wanting to make a change that she believes could have potentially saved Ashley's life had it been available to them. Haley has been trying to put into effect being able to view someone's criminal record via a web search. She said, where I live, you can search up a criminal. I don't think you should have to ask for permission to know about a criminal. They shouldn't be protected and they should not be hidden and people should know. Before the court case, we had no idea about these previous convictions and Ashley had no idea at all. There should be more of an open background check in England. Here, you can search for anyone online and see that they have a criminal record. That's how it should be. If we had known his background, we had never let her go. Even though she was 19, I would have dragged her away from the airport." End quote. So again, Haley does believe that it had the same protocols existed everywhere else as they do in Canada, then it would be very easy to have known who this Jack guy really was. Like for them, that's their perspective of it when when Ashley was first going there. Like really, who is Jack? They didn't know. So she truly is trying to make a change to make that happen, to potentially save someone else from this because honestly, that's a big reason why I wanted to talk about this case today is because I feel like it's very easy to fall into 
a rabbit hole of something like this. It's very easy to fall victim of something like this. When you're talking to someone online, it doesn't even have to be, you know, someone who's in a different country. It can be someone who's from the same city. You don't always know who you're dealing with. And that's the scary reality of the world. And I know it's something that we constantly talk about here. It's something that we, you know, constantly say, you hear it in society, meet in a public place, da-da-da-da-da, be careful. But I feel like I am hearing more and more stories of people that are falling victim to, you know, meeting people or dating people who they really don't know anything about. And obviously you're not going to know somebody until you know somebody. And I know that not everyone's a bad apple out there and that's not the point of what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it's really important to be careful. It's really important to know who you're talking to. And for Ashley, she thought that she did. This was a boy that she met when she was 12 years old and had that fairy tale fascination about him. And that over time, grew. Those feelings grew. And when she was 19, she wanted to meet him, but she didn't know what those seven years entailed. She didn't know what happened in those seven years. All of the assault charges, all of the restraining orders, all of the harassment, she wasn't made aware of any of that. And had she been, which is what Haley is really trying to enforce now, had she been aware of that, it could have been different. We don't know if it would have been, but there's a chance that it could have been. And that chance is worth it. And so part of the reason, like I said, that I wanted to talk about this case today is I just feel like it's a very good reminder for everyone to be careful because you don't always know who you're dealing with. You don't know who's on the other end of the phone. You don't know who's on the other end of the screen. And like I said, I just feel like there's been more and more cases lately of things very similar to this happening. And I feel like I wanted to honor Ashley and her story with the one year anniversary of this case just passing. I know that this was a case that you guys were very, very interested in and wanted coverage on. So I just felt like this was the perfect case for this week. And I'm also very interested to hear what you guys have to say about it and what your thoughts are. So with that being said, you guys, that is all for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Again, if you're new here, hi, my name is Savannah and I'm your host of Killer Instinct. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. We post weekly every Wednesday on the podcast. It's Killer Instinct Wednesdays. I will be back next week with a brand new one for you guys. And until then, stay safe. Bye guys. Bye guys.